0: Who were you? Who are you now? And like, who do you see yourself becoming? Like, what do you see on your horizon? Yeah, that's a great question. So mm-hmm. I
1: was a lawyer in entertainment and tech for the better part of seven years, um, mostly negotiating software deals as well as entertainment contracts um, when I worked in entertainment. So sponsorships and things of the like. I hated it. Um, and my immigrant parents, uh, my family's <laughs> from Jamaica, they did not like that I hated it. I didn't tell them for a long time
0: yeah. uh, for what and it's worth. you were a bad boy or were you interning a bad boy I for-
1: it was my first legal internship, which yeah, was okay, interesting. Which is so that's, dope,
0: right? That is so cool. yeah. That's an
1: interesting first legal internship. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so you, you see, you see, um, you see a lot of things, and also the legal team was <laughs> small at that time, so you get a lot of. I got a lot of experience in terms of like actually drafting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that okay. that was a that was an interesting experience to put it right. Kindly. Um, mm-hmm. and so I transitioned because then I thought, like, you know what? I've been doing diversity, equity, inclusion work in tech for free for like five six years because before 2020 tech companies were very stingy and they act like they didn't have the money to build out proper dei programs so when i originally left um practicing law i was like okay you know what would happen if a company actually had the money to put behind a real dei program and somebody who's you know likes to ruffle feathers and is about yeah would it change anything it didn't it didn't go well um on my end to be honest and simultaneously i was building out wine and chill which wine and chill started just primarily as a youtube channel where i drink wine and then discuss legal and pop culture topics mm-hmm. so we went through like kanye's contracts when he tweeted lot out so i have a contract background um transactional background etc and so when i left ei i um i got pushed from that nest I was like you know what I want to do content creation full-time anyway that's what was my plan so you know what this yeah. is a great time so it's been like a year and a half of full-time content creation now
0: yeah and I that's another thing that like I love about you and your work is it is the way that you intersect um law and media and now and now I'm learning dei which is crazy and um I feel like all my life I've always felt kind of like stifled because I'm so interested in so many things I love mental health I went to I was actually pre-med to be a psychiatrist <laughs> Me and my friend did a talk show, loved doing that. And I was like, I want to talk about psychology. I want to talk about wellness and people's mental health and just their journeys. But I want to do it through a different lens than like mm-hmm. going and being like someone's psychiatrist and giving them drugs. Like I don't want to do it like in that way. So how have you been able to, I guess, um, push through that? Because I know people always want to just kind of like like pigeonhole people into just one Thing, like, oh, you're just a lawyer, you're just this, and people kind of get confused and kind of look at you sideways as, as if you're not skilled in anything. If you kind mm-hmm. of are like interested and skilled in so many different things, or like have that natural talent in things, you know. So, that's that's honestly my struggle right now. Same, same struggle,
1: tr- yeah, yeah, <laughs> same struggle. Um, on my end, so YouTube which is like really interesting. I've gotten a lot of um, opportunities with them. So mm-hmm. if you ever go like to a YouTube corporate event um, and I've gone to YouTube HQ, they're very big on you niching down your content. And they have the mm. statistics to show if you niche down your content and if I only did legal content, the channel would grow faster. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to like talk about pop culture sometimes. And also I'm paying off my student loans. So I want to talk about, I have a student loan series that's run for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things. And one of the things that I was hesitant about when I started doing like a little bit of pop culture commentary is I'm a huge history nerd. And so I wanted to ideally blend pop culture and history. Mm-hmm. Um, and in talking about that, I was like, oh, are people gonna watch this if they're like, where's the legal content? Like where's the lawsuit? Yeah. Like what are you doing? And I really, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it out there. you have people's, like,
0: short attention spans and they just want to get, like, they just want to hear that one quote or one line they can run to Twitter. But then you have the people who actually do want to hear mm-hmm. all of the deets and all of the facts. I was surprised by that. So then I started doing live streams on YouTube, mm-hmm. which that was
1: a lot more, um, I would say... Less nerve wracking, ironically, and actually okay. like, maybe a little bit lo- more low maintenance because there's no editing. So my thought process was, okay, I'm going to try all these random things I want to do. And if it sucks, I will just remove the video. It's fine. Okay. Who's going to know? <laughs> yeah. And right. to this day, I've never, I think I've only removed one. Um, and that's just because the algorithm was like, girl, no. And I put it on Patreon. But for okay. the most part, I just leave them there. Um and that's kind of been rewarding because those are like hour long live streams where I'm like, I can do a full deep dive into something and do whatever I want without mm-hmm. having to feel like, oh my God, I paid my editor. I did this and the video tanked. Right. So I'm like, oh, and people surprisingly watch them, um, right. which I'm always surprised by. So I think if, I think most people have so much, many more interests than just one specific thing. And despite what better judgment might tell you about, you can niche down and go farther faster. My thing is more so like, what's the term plan? play like right. if I only do legal content I'll be very miserable that's why I'm not mm-hmm. a lawyer anymore that's why yeah. I
0: practice right so so in a sense so in, in, in a sense of YouTube and content creation you say to just continue to do what you like to do and see what sticks and see what doesn't so if yeah. we zoom out and think of it in a sense of our everyday life and with our family members and with there's people who might judge you for thinking outside of the box like what advice do you have to people who who have the same feelings that we do. For me, it was wanting to make a certain amount of money and like wanting mm-hmm. and wanting to, like I, I guess, kind of get there fast. And it, it wasn't even for me. It was for my family. It was for the people watching me because i like making a certain amount of money that makes sense for me, but it's mm-hmm. like everyone's like, well, you've gone to school for this song. You've done this. It's like, why aren't you at this level? But it's like, yeah it's like i'm doing it in my own way but i kind of will find myself falling back into roles or falling back into these different jobs and places just to align with what other people see for me um how have you been able to like push through that because you literally were like actually i don't like law what's crazy is you still are everything that you learned while you were working as a lawyer you literally are using it now like every piece like is in the puzzle still yeah, the
1: transferables close are interesting. So my dad is a truck driver and ha- well, he um forced retirement now, unfortunately got into an accident so he okay, can't work right. anymore, mm-hmm. um which added a layer of like Financial, like oh my god, I have to help, and I've quit being a lawyer. What's happened? But before that happened, my biggest fear was me telling my dad, who worked so hard to even give me the opportunity to even apply to law school, yeah. to be like, "Yo, that cushy job in that corner office. First of all, they're right. never giving me the corner office. Second of all, they're mean to me. <laughs> Third of all, I hate this. Like, yeah, I didn't want to tell like who is yeah. my dad who's doing manual labor. That like that's great. Right. Right? No, I think about anything? it
0: all the time. Yeah, you just think about like their sacrifices. So much sacrifice, especially especially, especially being like, a like first generation. and uh-huh. it's like they came here for you to do this. And I think I heard you say on, on a YouTube video that you're uh, also the firstborn, which is a whole yeah, month, I've said which is, which is I, I, i'm I'm a middle child, but my brother is the firstborn. and I just feel for him all the time. I'm like, I'm so it's sorry rough. I'm so Pray sorry, for the firstborns in your life. We're right, not right. okay.
1: Yeah, I finally mm-hmm. fessed up when I told – like, I just couldn't take it. I was so miserable. And I think, honestly, I channeled that misery into being like, oh, my God, I love YouTube. This is something fun. And that's why I used to put out, like, so many, like, videos. And I would be joking and laughing and like, doing stuff because I'm like, oh, this is my hobby. Like, I'm having fun. And when I finally admitted it to my dad, he was shocked. But he was like, oh, I knew that. And I was like, oh, why <laughs> – Why didn't you say anything? He was like, because there are worse things in life. And I was like, okay, but I'm unhappy. And I was like, well, as long as I pay my bills, like, what does it matter? And he was like, what does it matter? And I was like, are you agreeing? He's like, I didn't say I agreed. But But, and I think that kind of, I was like, you know what? He's no. for what it's worth. I'm paying my bills. So why do I care if everyone else cares? So I did a video when I quit my I made at the height of my legal career, which I think it's always helpful to anchor things in the amounts because people are too hush hush about money. Um, Mm, And it it keeps people Mm -hmm. in a sense where they don't negotiate for themselves. So the height of my legal career in tech, I made one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars base salary, which was Mm -hmm. cute. And mm-hmm. I was paying off my 6 free student cute. loans. So when I quit, people literally in the comments like, how are you going to pay off these student loans? As if
0: they were helping me. I was like, I didn't, mm-hmm. wasn't aware that you were helping me pay off these student right. loans. Right. So even, even people that didn't even know you from a can of paint for real had, had something people. to say.
1: They had something to say. And then the majority of the people, though, were like, I'm really proud of you. Because I came to the realization, like, it's my one life. And life, contrary to popular belief, is usually long. And I don't want to spend all these years doing this thing I hate. And then when I finally pay them off, I'm a whole different person because I'm miserable. Like right. that was my biggest fear I used to tell my therapist. I was like, I won't be me anymore if this takes me, I've been paying my student loans off for almost four years now. I've paid off $157,000 in I'll three and a half girl. years. Oh, yes. <laughs> I still owe 55 i am like, yeah. I've been them boozling. But you were
0: way ahead of a lot of us. We're, a lot I, of us are I'm ignoring. I my, just looked at, like, the, I, I, it's so crazy because I saw you say something about looking at, the, like, the interest and all that. I just looked uh, at mine, like, the other day, and I was like, okay, I'm glad yeah. you looked. Yeah, yeah I know. Step. The first step is, like, admitting, admitting yeah. and looking, you know? It's hard. But it, it is. It is. Okay.
1: And so I came to the realization, like, hey, outside of these freaking student loans, I actually don't require a lot of money to live and to, like, have a good life and have fun and hang out with my friends and occasionally travel. Like, I'm pretty savvy with some credit card points. Like, right. my, my um cost <laughs> of living, I keep it pretty low for New York standards. And so I saved up enough money and was like, yeah, I'm going to quit. I'm going to And I told myself, like, hey, if this doesn't work out. Um, because then I went into DI and then left that. So when I left that, I was like, okay, if it doesn't work out, I had saved up all that money from when I left the law six months ago. Mm -hmm. I have a year of savings. If content creation does not work out in six months and I have to dip into these savings, I will eat my humble pie and I'll go back to corporate.
0: Right. I've never touched those savings for myself. Right. And another thing, yeah, it's like you sound like you were prepared for it. I think that we have the, I see these headlines all the time or these, you know, these clickbait about quit your job, quit your job, quit your job. You need to be prepared though when you like, you. Yeah. You have, your, cheat. have your ducks in a row. Don't just like fly off the wheel starving artist vibes and just like go because no. you'll still be miserable. Like it's hard to yeah. be it's either way it's going to be hard. Yeah. So the term like recovering like <laughs> means like coming back returning to a normal state of health yes. mind and strength. So for you to say like recovering lawyer and um, you've mentioned the word miserable like 50 million times <laughs> already. Right. So I want to know like the details for people because I love to get into that on here is like really like the details of like what you were experiencing. And then yeah. in therapy, like what, um, like I guess, what themes came up? What did you learn? What are some like takeaways um, when it came to you just uh, like leaving that field? And I, have a, I actually have a lot of friends who are lawyers. Um, it's still, of course, one of the most popular professions that people want to be in the way that it looks. But I've heard the addiction that happens in there. I've seen the hours, like of course, every, work hard, mm-hmm. yes. We Love it, American dream work hard, but damn, you shouldn't like have to work, drink, work, drink just to like just, just to live like this life,
1: yourself through it. Yeah, most right. lawyers actually have very high rates of not only unhappiness but full on misery, statistically, oh, wow. and very high rates of alcoholism due to that level of misery. Yeah. In that, a lot of people, because for what it's worth, I think. Particularly, like, not just um, immigrants, but I'd say, like, Black Americans as well have been taught, like, you know, doctor, lawyer, something prestigious, something acceptable. And I'm like, there are a million jobs. Like, a website producer, one of my best friends is a website producer. She makes six figures at of coin, working for a retailer as a website mm-hmm. producer. She's living a good life. Um, product manager, project manager, like, there are all these things that you're not necessarily taught, but lawyer mm-hmm. sticks out in people's mind. Most right. people don't actually have the personality to be that mundane lawyer in the corner and that Mm -hmm. was it for me which was like okay i'm good at negotiation i like the negotiation because i like to chat i want to chat i want to talk so if the chatting part is only an hour of my day and the other eight hours are me redlining this agreement back and forth and arguing about commas i don't really love that and yeah. when I quit, my boss, who I adored, was such a lovely man, um, literally told me, he tried to give me more money. And then I was like, it's not about the money. I was like, I really, thank you for that, though. Um, and I should say yes if I had good sense. I was like, I really don't <laughs> want to do this anymore. And he was like, you know what? Your personality is really a waste
0: uh, behind <laughs> the desk. And I was like, thank you. I wish I some- feel like you have a personality that you're just like, this is me, this is who I am. Yeah, it, I'm me Yeah, <laughs> you, it just didn't align. It didn't feel it right. Didn't
1: align. It yeah. didn't align. And it was also just... I was like, even if it's mentally interesting at a certain point, it can't be that interesting. So I'm like, I actually want to talk about systemic issues, which I try to tie into like the lawsuits we're talking about. I want to talk about history and various things. I want to talk about how do you bring about collective change? You can't talk about that in corporate, like, yeah, this is corporate. we're talking about coins and money. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not it doesn't lend itself to that. And I've noticed, and I always tell this to people because I get a lot of DMs from um, young black women of all ages of young of, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm gonna go to law school. And I was like, you don't wanna go. You didn't, I was like, you didn't start the DM with, I've applied, this is my life dream. You started with, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I want to go because you know that I'm gonna tell you no. Because you don't actually want to go. And I think a lot of people fall into the law because they're kind of pushed by society over there. I think there. a lot of, and I said this before on like other podcasts, I think a lot of young Black women who are high achieving, personable, very smart, um, societally, not just by family and friends, but in general, like teachers, etc. like, hey, law school, with like mm-hmm. nobody telling them like, hey, this is how much law school st- um, costs. Right. Um, statistic that Black women actually have the most debt from law school um, because we need um extra help like unfortunately like, we don't have families that are generally paying for the tuition so we're borrowing all this money just to then when we do get the firm job or a job um, in-house we're getting paid significantly less than our white counterparts mm-hmm. so you borrowed more to get paid less and now you're like what the hell i don't even like this job right um, and
0: then you're gonna pay off your loans even like the, the return on investment for for medical school like you don't see that until you're like 60 barely and sometimes not even, <laughs> I'm not going to really be able to like see my money for real until I'm like 50, 60. If so, I'm not going to be a hot girl then. Like, what am no. like? It's like, I'm trying to be having fun. I'm trying to like live life. Like, I'm not trying to wait to live my life. I want to live it now, like while I'm figuring it out. And it just didn't seem like feasible for me. Like, you know, and it Same. just didn't, it just seemed like a route that, yeah, like, like that everyone else would want. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: I always tell people, I'm like, listen, if you want to do lawyer, I think the same advice could apply to medical or any other field that requires higher education, go intern or work in the low level job for a year between undergrad and then the graduate program and see if you like it. If I was a paralegal for a year, I would have never became a lawyer. I would have been like, hell no. All these lawyers (laughs) are miserable. Mm -mm. They they look stressed. Like, I don't want it. My only friends that are still lawyers and happy were ones that took the gap and were paralegals for at least a year or two.
0: Because they know they They like, knew it was their, their choice, look.
1: they loved it, and they're great. One of them is a mm-hmm. trial lawyer, she's excellent. Every single one of my other friends they have quit the law, or they're like, Girl, here I mm-hmm. am, and I'll be done soon. I, mm-hmm. the majority of them hate it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, when you were in the moment, um, like what made you say, Okay, I want to go get therapy, um, while I'm figuring this out? What was like the the camel? I'm effort. laughing because they say work? the words, and they grabbed that what's the what's the quote me? the line that broke the camel's back that's the quote I think yes it Something was like that, the yeah. straw
1: that broke the camel's yeah, back there you go yes, the straw, yeah, yeah
0: what was that <laughs> it was a boss
1: i had a very abusive boss oh okay who was an internally her problem was not with me her problem was and she treated all of her former employees this because they would find you and be like oh I figured you were crying in the bathroom I'm like <laughs> why you didn't tell me when I interviewed this lady is unwell right her problem was she was a very miserable lawyer and she was in her early 40s I believe at the time and her career had eaten up her life and she like that's all she had was that she worked super long hours and it had and then she didn't have anything else so she just would mm. take it out on anyone next to her and I was like
0: this lady is unhinged like but so she in fact was miserable, the miserable she was bit. so
1: miserable and then all I kept thinking was dang if I had done because I had a bunch of internships before this I had really sweet bosses a lot I had gotten really lucky which is not the norm two of my um bosses and internships were both black women um Mm -hmm. which is like very rare when you're doing a legal internship yeah and one was in tech one was entertainment um overwhelmingly that's really not gonna happen in reality which I didn't realize when I got my tiny little white woman boss who was unhinged Yeah. And I was unprepared for that. And then I realized, oh, wait, majority of lawyers are like this because the only thing they can control is their career. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. you work 60
0: hours a week to just be miserable. Yeah. What is the purpose of this? Like, you're rich, objectively. But, but when do you spend it what do you have to give yourself to your family to others literally
1: no i caught her one time i felt and i the problem was is that i would feel really bad for her so yeah. then i would just let her abuse me and then i would just i thought i could smile through it which was dumb uh, you can't smile through crazy people um and one time she was in the office it must have been like 9 p.m it was like early night for her and she was crying because she had an event well, that she wanted to that go to she's sad my empathetic ass so i'm for like her and damn. she was like All the men in the office left and they like, and they left this on me and I'm here doing it and like I had plans too. And I felt so bad for her because one, law also, if you work in entertainment and in tech, is very male dominated. So because she was that age, the times that she worked in law, it was always like, you have to prove yourself, even though she is a white woman, she wasn't a black woman, but still white women are not paid the same as white men. Mm-hmm. Um which is why, you know, they would do better to mm-hmm. look at intersectional feminism. But anyways, um mm-hmm. she very much was like, Oh, if the men aren't doing it, I have to do it and prove myself. And I'm like, you you're outworking all of them. You've been doing that. And you don't get no life. Like, where is the win for you? Right. And I should just feel so bad for her. And then she would be crotchety. And I was like, girl,
0: you're yeah. wearing out my empathy
1: right now. Yeah. Um,
0: but it wasn't worth it. It didn't seem worth it to me. Mm-hmm. I see that in a lot. And even not even just law, but in just a lot of careers that on the outside, when you seem like you're winning, quote unquote, but on the inside, you feel like, not, like, you feel like nothing, and you just, you're mm-hmm. just living for another win over and over again. I, I even see with content creators, that they're just like living for that next, like, accolade and but when you really talk to them and speak with them like there's real no there's no joy there's no true happiness in in, in that and I think that people think that p- people who have not I guess stepped into you know their lane or their passion or success they think that okay like if I make this amount of money or if I you know if I get this job or whatever then I'll be able to be happy and be joyous but like that's just really not true because you no. wanted to be a lawyer your whole life.
1: Yeah. I've been yeah. in a legal program since I was 14 years old. Oh I
0: my went God, to not 14. High Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've been in a
1: magnet high school um, in Miami. Uh, so I was 14 in a legal program. So I was like, yeah, I'm always going to law school. Like, I'm going to be great at this. Everyone told me this is for me. And I got there and I was like, I have been bamboozled and led astray. I, this was a bad idea. And mm-hmm. similarly with content creation, I try to, you know, be transparent and be like, I love 85, 90% of this. But 10%? Especially, like, sometimes certain things I just don't like. That there's no um, rhyme or reason. I'm just not good at it. editing, for example. Yeah. The first couple years, I was like, I'm not a good editor. This is so hard. I have to learn Premiere Pro. Like, oh, my God. I finally made... I make significantly less now. But enough to float my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Which... I finally hired an editor. I'm like, thank yeah. goodness. So certain, like you can't like everything, but it's also like showing people, like, hey, this is a real job. So my goal is to have some joy in it. If right. I have to spend most of my time, I want to be a little bit joyful right. and have fun. Um, because if not, what was the purpose of leaving corporate? Am my good healthcare?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what what were some tools? Because you stayed until you were able to save up. Um, yeah. and and some tools that you use because i know some people just can't up and quit or they can't up and just do what you know and especially if they work so hard to be in whatever field that they're in and they're they're on their on their way to figuring it out what um were some like tangible tools or lessons that like got you through to the other side
1: so i because i started the channel i guess finance content covering my student loans mm-hmm. a lot of like the debt-free um debt-free gonna be is a great one on instagram Mika, mm-hmm. lovely black woman talks about paying off debt um bitch i'm budgeting which is yes that's what it's called mm-hmm. i love um, that shout out to selma my- yeah. love her love her page did like a lot of debt-free trackers or savings trackers like where you're literally like a child coloring in like i saved this much this month okay. but it's something about the endorphin release of working towards something uh, like
0: like the visual
1: the visual the visual is super helpful and then i have um ally bank it's a high yield savings account highly mm-hmm. recommend where you can put buckets and then you put like my goal for savings is thirty thousand dollars that will float me for a whole year um I, so that i could see every month like oh i'm getting closer i'm 20 to the goal 30 mm-hmm. that helped a lot mm-hmm. um and then also so you're, telling... you're really
0: like a goal oriented person in yeah. that sense it's the like a lawyer okay, yes like let me do this do this yeah
1: That helped, and then something that I never really realized until I realized my best friend and I, ironically, had really good communication around money because we Mm. racked up when she first moved to New York. She lived with me. We racked up credit card debt, acting a plum fool together. Yeah. So then we learned to pay it off together. Together. Um. Mm. So when I started my like, I hate. I started telling people I hate being a lawyer because I refused to admit it for years. Yeah. Finally, was like, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna tell everyone I hate this. I like hate this, (laughs) and I'm saving up money. So then. I was also paying off my student loans. So I was like, hey, I cannot – I'm on a budget. I can't go out all the time with you. And just being transparent was really helpful because I stopped feeling guilty. Yeah. And that didn't happen until one time I went to a college friend's birthday party. And I there were $5 in my account. I was like, I don't got no money in here. I'm, it'd, be well, like it'd, it'd be like that. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. I didn't eat nothing. I sat there dead feel hungry just like <laughs> – not touching this and I made up an excuse as to why I had to leave and I was like Stephanie why didn't you just be honest and be like I ain't got it and that's because we weren't that close so I was like it was gonna be awkward and I was like I should have been like I can't go I don't I don't know why but part of the reason why I went was that's when I worked in entertainment and I only made $30,000 a year
0: as a Mm. lawyer in entertainment
1: that's a whole other bucket because
0: yeah I I I worked at Sony I worked in music yes and I worked at CAA People are not not getting paid, paid. especially in New York or LA, and like for the cost of living, it's just you're not getting paid. And then it's also like just the industry itself. If you have like a certain level of like morals and like stuff, it's just a lot to it. So
1: it's a lot. And my thing was they would give us free concert tickets so you see on instagram that's back when i used to use snapchat back in the day oh my god stephanie's seeing mariah carey floor seats i yes. didn't pay for this I'm right poor. everyone thinks you're living the life so i can't say i can't go to your dinner because i don't have any money you think that i have mariah carey floor seats money.
0: yes that's rubbing shamed. shoulders with nick cannon and like <laughs> you literally when really it's just and oh. I love that you said that earlier. You said something like once you were transparent, it let go of the guilt for you. Because I yes. think so I was laid off um, from my nine to five. I worked at, I worked with WebMD with their mental health content <laughs> after after leaving Sony. So mm-hmm. just complete transition, still in media. But I was laid off from there as well. And it still I wouldn't say it was exactly what I wanted to be doing. But it I was six figures, the whole nine, all of that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, Which still isn't that much when you're in New York either. But yeah. Another conversation. So so, um, right now, with everything happening, it's just I'm like, okay, this is a season for me to like rearrange, buckle down, save. I can't go everywhere. I can't travel. I can't do what I used to do. Yeah, I think I have not been as transparent with the people around me as I should and, like, I think that would relieve a lot of the anxiety or the, you know, the shame and guilt that I have. And I think that there's so many other people. We're going through a crazy time right now yes. in the economy that um, are feeling the same way. So, mm-hmm. so being transparent about where you are. So so like, so continue the story. So you were there. Like, did you, like, say something to a friend? Like, what? Oh, yeah. I told mm-hmm. all of them. I was like, listen. And it's, it's too far for me. I
1: would run and grab it. But mm-hmm. I made a chart of my student loans. And every time I would pay one off, I gave myself a star what is this? I was like, what's it <laughs> um, so like give myself a star for it. So I told him, I said, this is how much I owe. This is how much I'm paying off. I'm just letting you know, I love you dearly. You're more than welcome to come over to my very cute studio. I'm like a very good cook. And mm-hmm. I will cook. Just bring some wine. And we will have a good time. I'm not opposed yeah. to going to us hanging. Like, I want to hang out. I want to do all those things. But, like, I cannot go out every weekend with you spending mindless money on, for what it's worth. The food in New York is hit and miss. On hit and miss food. It's not
0: good. The food not is not good. good. Thank you. I'm glad you it's said not I, good. I'm from not, the South. so Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, the
1: food is not fresh and it's not good on a regular basis. I tried a restaurant... When was this? Saturday with one of my girlfriends yeah. randomly. This is the first mm-hmm. time in years that this has worked. It's called Sea Wolf. Shout out to them in Bushwick. Oh, Bush I've been
0: to Sea Wolf. It's good. Wolf, oh. those, that shrimp
1: is it's, delicious. That's what we got. We got shrimp. I got some oyster. I was like, I told her, I was like, Chelsea, girl, I was like, I am so glad we stumbled in here and this is absolutely mm-hmm. good this hasn't happened to me in years. You stumble Shout in, usually you're sea like-
0: Wolf shout out to Steve and they have great past- drinks like during the pandemic they would always yes. you know like they were one of the uh, places that were open and would have you know like mm. outdoor stuff or whatever so that's where I, that's when I started to eat there the shrimp is delicious oh, especially being in delicious. Texas and just knowing some good seafood it's like yes. I lived in New Orleans for a bit so I'm like y'all oh, don't be seasoning you your no shrimp
1: here, so good I'm like I want some creole and some cajun like what yeah. is this
0: if you were in New Orleans you know that's like the best I think New Orleans is even better than like Texas to me and I love it when it, it comes it's to food it's my favorite my favorite yeah. american style of food is so good
1: yeah so with that i was like we can't i can't be spending money on this and then mm-hmm. i realized in saying that then other people are like you know what girl i gotta pay off my credit card debt too thank you no for it real that's how it is
0: to say their are truth too. that is so true i think i'm just so used to this is me even being transparent on here ah this, i'm so used to like my parents not to say that we that like that we were super wealthy or anything like that Mm -hmm. but like I had someone to like lean back on like like they would never let me drown ever but just knowing that can kind of like mess you up in the sense of like you just just not being real about like Mm -hmm. what like what's in your bank account right now like like like, let's be real and true and honest about it and like what I want to do what, what I want for my future family and for me like not what my parents have so that's something that's been like on my heart. I'm thinking about so much. Okay. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to rush into another job that I don't mm-hmm. like, or that I'm miserable about. It's really about like the sacrifice. And like you, you, I think you said in another video, like you took a pay cut. Like, yeah, you, you've done that. Like, tell us about like that. Cause I feel like people are always like to move forward is just to move forward financially, but you moved forward with your joy, I'm sure. But oh, a pay so cut talking. in that sense. Yeah, for sure. So
1: when I left the law and. In- God, what year are we in? 2021? yes December 2021 I made 165 mm-hmm. so when I got the DEI job I made 135 base 20k bonus but I'm a cynical lawyer so I'm like a bonus is not guaranteed money so I'm yeah. 135 and I was like okay so this is a drop it's not a huge drop but really when I got the DEI job I was like if this doesn't work I'm gonna do content creation full-time and it was because I was afraid to do content creation full-time I took that job I never mm. applied for that job my friend referred to me and was like you'd be good at this and I was this like is, this is friend. a job
0: in tech after you left in, in tech, tech and law. I had been okay. in
1: tech and I was in tech before um in law as well but as DEI in tech so that didn't work out so I was like okay that's fine I have this huge savings six months later I want to be a content I'm going to do content creation if it doesn't work out and if I can't support myself I will happily go back to lawyerdom I won't be Mm -hmm. happy but I'll go back at least I'll say I've gotten to try right and so in my first year full-time content creation this number I I'm very big on salary transparency and i so I put it online. So this might not be exactly correct because I can't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head. I think my first year of content creation I made ninety-four thousand dollars. Oh,
0: that's good. It's well, good, right? But that's it's like, not $165,000. Like, yeah, people other people's first years of anything is gonna be probably not that much. Yeah.
1: It's not it's less, you know? And so I was transparent about that. I was like, yeah, hey, I've been paying
0: my a little hmm? bit. Oh, is it good now? Okay, yeah, we're back. We're back. Okay, okay yeah. Yeah, other people's and- first years of, of anything is not ninety. Exactly. Thousand. So I was like, yeah. that's pretty
1: good. Like I'm not yeah. upset about it. My thing was I had been making when I was in corporate five $6,000 um, student loan payments. So with 94, I was like cautious. I was like, well, I need to eat and the, the taxes are higher when you are solopreneur. That was interesting Mm -hmm. to me. So I started Mm -hmm. making like $500 payments. I have finally in the past three months have gotten back to $2,000 payments towards Mm -hmm. my student loans. So I'm like, okay, the student loan journey is going to take longer. But I'm so, 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 so much happier. Mm -hmm. And I have so much less stress and less anxiety. Content creation has its own stress and anxiety. It's not the same as being in a corporate space or being in any workspace where you are intrinsically, you wake up and you're like, oh, F this, F this whole thing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm so the existential dread when you wake up in the morning like like a will I have to find a will to live right now (laughs)
1: like (laughs) I don't have that my dread is more like is the algorithm gonna be nice to me today like yeah uh, but okay if not like I can I will breathe because again that cushion is still there I'm gonna touch it but it's still there Mm -hmm. and And I think that's giving me calmness
0: and you also have like a like a like a more tough skin like from working in law. I think there are a lot of content creators that just came out of the gate through high school. Like you know, they just came out just creating. Like they they don't have that tough skin. Like you were the for only them. black woman in a lot of rooms. Mm-hmm. Like so, you had to go through other things that probably helped you to be built for this for this life. I, I do wonder, like, do you ever get discouraged by? Um, this now like shorter form of quick content when people are like yes. reading and how they literally get millions of views like just saying like some really quick shit after you just dissected this whole yes yes, yes. contract like how are you I, how are you doing with that because I got discouraged as well um just seeing it all and it kind of like like made me get like stagnant and stuck and this is me even me just doing this interview with you right now is me pushing through and pushing forward no you're so, doing yeah. great Thank, this you, thank you you're a great i was gonna
1: say you're a great interviewer
0: yeah um, oh, that means the most um but yeah like interview. how have you been dealing with the uproar of like the all these goddamn yeah. content creators like damn <laughs> Honestly, Love it for you, but yeah i
1: i don't like TikTok. i my my hot take about tiktok it's making people a little bit slow in the mind mm. that is my hot take in that mm. like You can't be digesting you cannot know everything about a lawsuit in one minute it's physically impossible like it's also erasing nuance however i do see like it can be helpful for certain things like i see people do series etc the other half of that if i'm being fully transparent is i'm not good at it either i was like okay let me try this i'm i would say i'm succinct if you give me five minutes sure i could do five minutes a minute i'm not good at it to be transparent and i feel like People always say YouTube is the hardest platform to conquer. So then the assumption is like, oh, if like I'm doing pretty well on YouTube, it's my first platform. I've grown it to 57,000 um, subscribers. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate yes. y'all. And you know, I'm, I'm lit. My bills are paid and I'm all right. Mm-hmm. Um, why can't I figure out something that's supposed to be easier? And I've had to accept like, oh, being good at short form is a skill in itself. And I don't necessarily have that skill yeah I, be, I gotta be honest with me i'm like i just don't and i also don't really enjoy it every once in a while i'll post a little hot take on an instagram reel and i'm like here you go but i don't enjoy it because then people are like what do you mean by that blah blah and i'm like see if i had three minutes would it be, be an able argument. to
0: understand what i'm saying and, and and it's like then and then they start attacking you for the little, little small bit that you said when their answer is probably in your long form on patreon mm-hmm. or on youtube mm-hmm. but
1: that's, they don't that's have exactly what happened
0: They don't have the attention span to sit there and listen. They want that answer in uh, 60 seconds. I got into an argument with a
1: troll this morning. And I have a no troll arguing policy. But I was like, first of all, I responded to your stupid comment with kindness the first time. Then you woke up and chose full on stupidity with me. So now I have to clap you down. Right. Now I got to come out of my face at you. Over a minute. A minute um, reel in which I'm trying to explain like what the word extremist means and why it's inappropriate to call brown children potential extremists. There's nothing extreme about wanting to live on the land that you have lived on for generations. Right. That's actually
0: very normal. That, yeah, and like what what can someone even have to say back? They just <laughs> It's just just
1: arguing about silliness and i'm like this is why i don't like short form it causes because it's good for the algorithm the algorithm is yeah that's what they they like
0: that back and forth and i don't like that. Is so true they don't even get to get the wholeness of of someone which is like what my content like is always always about is like showing the wholeness of creators like you it's like i want people to see like all of you more of you because i feel like creators go through so much judgment and ridicule that it's just not fair like at all. Um, and it doesn't allow it to, to do that. And I've seen some of my favorite tiktokers literally go from like being super poppin or whatever and just getting depressed and not even able to create content. I think Monet McMichael is going through something right now. She's like mm-hmm. not even able to create she came out and Aww. said that because it's like she's getting attacked so much just for these little snippets and she, she, she doesn't even speak on anything that's worth Aww. that. It's just like about her life, you know, so yeah. But that it creates but that's a lot of anxiety. It, I think, yeah, and I think that it, it's crazy. Like, I, it just all clicked. It's like the algorithm loves it. The companies oh, are eating it up. It's engagement. Outrage, now- like that outrage, like they like, they they're feeding running. off of it. They're making money off of it. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. people are like literally like in shambles because of oh, it, shambles. which is just crazy. Because then it's also,
1: I always say as somebody who does long form commentary, we're talking 20 to an hour long videos, generally speaking, my goal is for people to walk away. You don't have to agree. I'm fine with dissent. Dissent is not my issue. My issue is when people are committed to foolishness and rude. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I
1: want people to walk away with like, hey, I learned something. I heard her whole point of view. I may not necessarily agree with the point of view for whatever reason. Maybe you don't want everyone in the world to, you know, have an equitable life, Um, but (laughs) But, you know, you get the whole point to I can't I can't impart that in one minute, mm-hmm. no matter the kindness of the tone, the smile, like it's not possible. So yeah. one of the things I've gotten advice from which YouTube says this on um, which YouTube execs are like, it's good for you. I know like people who are senior creators as in creators that have been on the platforms for so long like they're making a very cute coin so like stephanie you should love the rage cut your commentary stuff up the rage is good and i'm like i don't want to raise people's blood pressure though even if i disagree with them yeah. i'm diametrically opposed i still don't want to raise their blood pressure
0: that's not that's ever really, my goal that's really honorable because people are just on here just for the wrong reasons like it shows like what you're really you're really doing this to to educate people and and like from what I see like your content is is very much so factual like you're not yes. even you're you are opinion opinionating in your own way but it's not like in a way to just like get under people's skin like you're just no. really speaking true facts that with citations yeah like a girl got yeah, you have it all to the research to back it up too so it's kind of like how can you disagree with the fact where well, some people are
1: committed to to nonsense and so for those people I'm like okay this is not for you really I'm, I'm not trying to combat you but for the people who genuinely our education system is almost completely defunded I'm like education should be free and so I try to use my platform as an extension of education mm. that should be free available and easily digestible
0: mm-hmm. like not
1: everybody as somebody with I guess I guess if you're a lawyer, you have a JD, it's an academic background. Not everybody wants to hear highbrow academia understand. Right. Even myself, sometimes I'm like, why do you, like, hold on, let me pull up the thesaurus and the dictionary while you simultaneously do <laughs> yeah. this? Because wh- yeah. what did you say? Like, what, what does that mean?
0: Um, but you said that the American dream that was sold to our immigrant parents was not real. Oh, um, and telling that I, to them,
1: they don't like when you tell that to them.
0: Yeah, not at all. And I think that, like, they're realizing that, like, I think that my dad literally is now realizing and he didn't like I he didn't know much about finances, credit, like they didn't know any of that type of stuff. And it's like I came here. I did. I went to school. I did what I was supposed to do. Now you're telling me that I can't get this house because of this credit. It's like so many so many other nuances to this american dream that they speak of i think that one thing that i want to do in my life is try my best to give them what they thought that was or what it looked like mm-hmm. what do you mean by that and like expand talk about your parents more because another thing that um for this new season of the pod i'm getting more into uh, talking about like the experience of a child of an immigrant and uh-huh. of immigrants and like working in media and just creatives it's like a whole nother nuance to that so yeah
1: yeah, I, I would say particularly um for black immigrants, the American dream is very much sold as labor at all costs. So like there is that running stereotype that Jamaicans love labor, that we always have three jobs, which you is do, true. You do, but you have three jobs. I do. <laughs> I'm living up to it. Yeah. I hate that for me. Um, and it's very true, however, what my dad was quick to realize, and I'm very glad he instilled this in me, is a sense of pan Africanism. And once you realize and you actually have a real sense of pan Africanism, you realize black American people have been saying for the longest time that American dream foolishness is for white cis het men, it is never going to be for you. So, so get that out of your mind, A, and then B. Even the few immigrants that benefits, they just use you as token PR. There's always like, hey, look, so-and-so made it, so why didn't you do it? Why you didn't pick yourself up faster? And the American dream is run by running people into the ground. And having seen my dad work 60 hours a week my whole life, and then now watching um, the system that is the U.S. Um, basically throw him away and me trying to figure out like, oh, my God, he got into a trucking accident because he's a truck driver. Okay, like, sir. OK, you've worked with this company X amount of years. You've done X amount of things to find out um, that, unfortunately, he has late stage renal disease. So he needs a new kidney uh, kidney. So when we went in for that, he was in shock. I was in shock. I was like, wait, we're just in an accident. I'm so glad everything is together. Like, what what, do we mean is wrong with his kidney? What are you talking about? For them to be like, oh, yeah, this is a side effect of being a truck driver for 20 years.
0: I was like, a side effect. Did y'all tell the truck drivers this? Right. Whenever they were in their training, when you was telling them everything. At, like, it... No,
1: we, we you know. But, yeah, most of our, a lot of our patients, high amounts, truck drivers.
0: And I was like, yeah. what? And it's kind of like, put, yeah. yeah. It's like putting them. Sorry, I talk while I. Like, oh, I, no, no, you're fine. I was like, yeah. It's like, they're putting this American dream on on. on them to sell them something to just continue to have their machine to keep working Mm -hmm. to have people in that yeah
1: and if one of you out of a thousand of you makes it good for you but the other 999 of you sorry to you and actually not sorry to you because this is how our society runs and that realizing that helped me let go of being a lawyer (laughs) because I thought like okay, eventually I'll earn these people's respect. Eventually they'll stop asking if I'm the secretary. And I was like, no, you're not going to eventually get sense into your head, actually. And I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life and air y'all out while I do so.
0: If we do get out of, you know, get out the hood or, you know, if we do that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we're an example just to to have some, to help someone to keep striving, but it's still just the same hamster wheel. Yeah.
1: Instead of addressing the root cause, which is the systemic issues put in place in the U.S. I'm like, mm-hmm. addressing the root cause would help everybody, black, brown, yeah. Asian,
0: white alike. The awareness of it, just the awareness of it, can just mentally free a lot yeah. of people as well. Um, and then but that that's hard because it's like you'll still have people around you who still aren't as mentally free, but you got to just keep it. Yeah,
1: I've, I've gotten into a few of those um, conversations <laughs> accidentally.
0: Yeah, but oh my god. Okay, last question. I think this was this was great. Thank you so much. Thank you for um, having me. I always end with what brings you peace of mind. It could be literally like a song it could be something you can go wherever you want with it but um like what has been bringing peace of mind what brings you peace of mind you can take the question wherever you want to take it
1: Ooh, what brings me peace of mind um my niece brings me so much peace of mind oh. she's like my she's such an adorable little person she just turned four she's just so funny and mm-hmm. she's also like a mini version of me which is startling mm-hmm. and surprising in a four-year-old <laughs> she would just be saying anything i'm yeah. like oh Confident, okay just like yeah and I'm like, what What did you say? Like, oh, oh or, or don't tell your dad that. Um, she brings me a lot of peace of mind. And I would say when I'm feeling like really stressed because all of the platforms have gone through a lot of changes since the introduction of TikTok, to be honest, including YouTube, just stressed me out. What brings me a lot of peace of mind is realizing how far I've come, which is my goal is to do this um, not fast, but for a long time. So am I building this sustainably? Am I keeping true to um, my mission of being helpful and bringing a little education with a little laughs and a little sass and humor? Yes. And so seeing how far I've come gives me a lot of peace of mind of like, you know what? I made the right decision. Any day, every day, the worst day of content creation for me because I'm in my purpose is better than the best day of corporate for me, which was getting free food and being on a private island. Right. Um, this, this for me, I'm like, oh, because like I get is to be myself.
0: Your, your, your paradise. Like, yeah, your, yeah. And sometimes it that. rains, and that's all right. Mm-hmm. I, but, but at least you chose it. Like you chose it exactly. intentionally. Like life is not happening to you at all. Like you are literally. Oh, walking so glad you own. said that. Yes, that's exactly I what I. That.
1: You put it into words perfectly. I do not want life to happen to me. Right. And unfortunately, because there are so, so many systemic issues, things will happen to you. But it feels nice to be able to be like, hey, against all the odds, I chose this for myself.
0: I've been um using this vitamin. It's called ashwagandha. I've been using it off and on for hmm. years. Um, it's really good for like stress and anxiety. As you guys know that have been listening, I'm traveling to Kenya soon. If you have immigrant parents and you know anything about traveling with them and just doing Anything with computers, they have to get their visas. It's, it's pretty stressful to, like, you know, love them. But it can be kind of stressful. So, ashwagandha has been being a really great vibe. And just, like, calm me out and have me, like, not giving a fuck that much. I'm just, like, you know, I'm really calm, really chill. So, I'm going to put a link in my in my description if, if for you guys to get any, if you guys want some. If you guys are stressed, especially for the holidays. Um, So, yes. Let the people know where to find you. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm so glad hey, I randomly mommy. met you at that random event me too (laughs) yes and i wish you literally the best like you're this inspired me to keep going and i'm sure it's going to inspire others to keep to keep going and i love just like getting to know you more as well so other people know where they can find you and um if you have anything coming up and then yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. sounds good when you get back we'll have to go to seawolf oh my god yeah literally there's one like in Bushwick, and then there's like another one, so yeah, yeah that's we'll when that. I went to the
1: Bushwick one. Yeah. so y'all can find me on all socials at wine n chill, so n as in Nancy. I don't know, I don't know, more fun n name. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I'm primarily on YouTube and then on Instagram, I'll be in the stories causing a little commotion, mm-hmm. um, but primarily on YouTube and then on Patreon as well. So if you have yes. any extra holiday cheer and you want to support an independent content creator, I'm mm. over there. Appreciate I love it.
0: Love Patreon. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your week. Thank